Well, I'd say this, that a simple equation. I'll leave this with you. Uh, the external world plus your internal response to it, that is going to be your reality. And so if you currently don't like what's showing up in your external world, think about what you can shift and change. I always ask the question, what is this challenge making possible? And that seems to open up uh, different ways of looking at the situation. And again, you take the power back, you get to decide internally how you're going to interact and react to it. And that ultimately is going to shape the reality that you live in. Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so, this podcast is for you. you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance Podcast, Dr. James Perdue. Hey, come on in again. Hey, it's time for us to get started and everything. Get some information. Let's get some motivation, inspiration. Let's get a little bit of something, a little gold nugget that get you through today when something may not be any going exactly like you like. Hey, remember, we're going to get kicked in the teeth throughout life many times. What do you do? Grab yourself, get something that inspires you, something that's going to help you. Learn something from somewhere else. Pass it on. Pay it forward. Help the person ahead of you, and let's have a good, better life than we might expect. Hey, today our guest is coming on. She, at the age of 23, uh, uh, was hit by a drunk driver, and she had a uh, brain damage, brain injury. Okay, She said it left her unable to work and dealing with physical and emotional challenges throughout her life. Okay. Then, you know, she was told uh, the, the worst. Like, you know, we always get the worst. But she said her spirit was strong and refused to believe the diagnosis. All right. She was ready to have a good life and move forward. So welcome to the show. Let's get started here with uh, Danielle Matthews. Hey, James. How are you? Hey, uh, you know, I think I'll do all right for the next couple of days, and then I'll reevaluate everything. It's <laughs> a good plan. <laughs> so... Yeah, we're doing all right for a day or two, then we reevaluate. So, well, I'm glad you're here. And uh, beautiful Florida you're you're coming in from. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, I've been there a few times. I I mentioned my dog to you a minute ago. But I've talked about my buddy Ricardo from Canine Companions of Independence in Orlando. So, uh, we we like some of Florida when we get an opportunity. Yeah, it's a good place to be. I'll tell you what. <laughs> there you go. All right. Hey, okay. So here we go. I'm sorry if you got hit by a drunk driver. Uh, mm-hmm. Was uh, let me ask this one stupid question because I know another friend we'd mentioned earlier that their drunk driver was hit by one of those. Uh, I'm not trying to get political. Don't yell at me, people. But it was a illegal immigrant, you know, that was not here. Was not. Uh, didn't have insurance, didn't have a license, nothing like that. Not being political, I'm just letting you know the person. It, it doesn't matter. Drunk driver, drunk driving. Yes, I understand that. But it does make a little difference if they're, because they can get the insurance, they can get the other stuff and legally be out there. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, it's true. However, the guy that hit me was a legal resident. However, he did not have insurance. I- did not have the insurance. Yep. <laughs> Even though law makes us have it. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. I was just wondering about that. It's just because I've known two different. You know, one girl I coached in basketball many years ago after she got out of high school and stuff, had gotten hit by a drunk driver and the person ran. And they found it was an illegal immigrant again with no 
uh, insurance or nothing like that for the family to do anything. And um, she died. So it's just what mm-hmm. I was just, just when I hear about this, just makes me go. So uh, I'm, I was just drinking and driving stuff is just not my cup of tea. Uh, yeah. There's better things to do in life. There's too many outs to call somebody from hell to, to drive you. You don't have to do it today, like, uh, but you didn't have to do it before anyway. But there's too many. You got Uber, you got your taxi, you got your Lyft, you got even the police say, you call us, we'll take you home. We'll take you nowhere else, but we'll take you home. Okay. Yeah. And then won't do anything to you. Just get you home safely. So, right. uh, yeah, I'm all about, I'm all about this, this, whew. I'm sorry. Let me get off that soapbox and uh, we'll go from there. All right, Daniel. Hey, so let's get into your story. So age of 23, this accident happened. Well, at age 23, we're, we're looking at you. What was it, like three months ago? <laughs> Ten years ago. <laughs> Ten years ago. Oh, okay. Well, I said three months ago. I was kind of wrong a little bit. All right, Daniel. So let's go ahead and then I'll shut up and you take over. It's platform gear. Awesome. Well, thanks, James. And yeah, happy happy to share. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy how life unfolds. And I think a lot of times we feel a little bit out of control with the things that happen um, because it feels like, you know, we can't do anything about it. This gentleman um, made a decision and it's interesting. It was seven o'clock in the morning. So it's not even like I was out late. Oh, wow. It was seven o'clock in the morning. I was driving out of Baltimore City. I was going to meet my, fr- uh, my, my parents for a wedding, um, for a friend's wedding. And uh, this guy passed out while he was driving and um, his his car came you know across the midline and just hit me head on which turns out was the best way he could have hit me because uh, that's the way the car is meant to take an impact and so mm-hmm. I was you know and very fortunately my body was okay um, I was able to actually walk away from the accident but my head um, day of we thought I was just in shock you know the paramedic said to me because I kept saying I'm really out of it like I don't feel right I'm, I'm out of it like I couldn't even there were runners that were on the sidewalk um, right where the accident happened. They came to me, they helped me out of the car and they said, you know, do you want to call somebody? And they gave me their cell phone and I couldn't figure out how to use it. You know, like this, my brain wasn't working properly, but I wasn't like, I, I didn't know how to explain that it wasn't, you know, so I just like handed it back and told them the phone number. <laughs> so it was the day of like looking back, it was so clear that there had been some trauma to my brain, but it was not for weeks following that I got a diagnosis because everyone just told me, Oh, you're in shock. Oh, it'll wear off. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And finally, you know, I got to the point where I, I couldn't handle light. Like it felt like if I was looked like natural light, it felt like somebody was shoving a flashlight right in my eye. I mean, it just was so overwhelming and noise was the same. Everything was coming into me at the same level. My, I didn't have the ability to kind of say, okay, that, you know, that's background noise, ignore it, pay attention to the person talking. Like it was all inundating me at the same level. And so it was completely overwhelming. And my personality had shifted. You know, I am, as you can tell, I'm bright, happy, like this is me. <laughs> but after the accident, I was really short tempered. I was very blunt. I was telling people very intensely, you know, how I was feeling or what they should do or whatever. I just had no filter. Everything was so overwhelming to me that I was just not tolerant really of anybody or anything. And I was dizzy and my head, the worst part of it all was that my head felt like it was going to explode. Um, There was so much discomfort in my head. And I finally got into my primary care and he said, no, you've had an injury to your brain. You need to see a neurologist. They did some scans on me. And um, what they found was that my brain looked okay. And so it was one of these weird moments where like, I looked like this. I look like I look now. Apparently, I only look three months older. <laughs> but, there you go. Uh, but, you know, the 
the diagnosis was a mild traumatic brain injury because on the scale of brain injury, I did not have a bleed. I, did, I wasn't in a coma. You know, I could still talk, walk. Um, but I've always said, you know, what an oxymoron to be told you have a mild traumatic mild. injury. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, there's nothing mild about it. You know, I attempted to go back to work because I've been an athlete my whole life, James. And so you just like, you push through. You know, and you just kind of try and keep going. You used to be a coach. You know how it is. Like you just, that's what you do. And uh, I attempted to go back to work at the time. I was teaching sixth grade out in Denver, Colorado. I loved my job. I loved the kids. I was doing Teach for America. So I was just there for a couple of years. And uh, first day of school, I could not remember the kids' names. I couldn't remember what I was saying. I'd write a to-do list. I'd do the same thing again. Like it was very clear that I couldn't be in that position. And even after like a six week kind of health hiatus, um, a little break trying to get me healthy, I wasn't. And so I ended up losing my job. And that was really a pivotal moment because I, I felt so everything felt so out of my control. Uh, I was trying, but physically completely unable to get back to the life I had known. And I was watching the life I had known just like crumble away. You know, I couldn't hang out with friends. I was a big snowboarder. They told me you will never snowboard again because if you hit your head again, you risk all this and more. Uh, I couldn't work, couldn't earn money. So therefore lost my independence, ended up having to move back in with my parents. Thankfully, you know, they were in a position where I could, and they really helped me focus full time on getting well. And it was kind of a crazy situation to be in because I couldn't look at screens, right? So it's not like I could be on a computer or watch TV or to pass time. Like I literally was in bed in a dark room, mid blackout fabric in the room. And it was just me. And, you know, I had some friends that would come over from time to time, but there was not much we could really do. <laughs> I'd sit in a dark room and, you know, I really learned who my true friends were during that because um, they were there with me. But It does happen. You find out who your real friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When something severe goes on, yeah, yeah you 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 learn who they are, and uh, thankfully, uh, you'll you'll get uh, better friends in the in the long run too. Yeah, that, that are coming to your life. Oh, so. absolutely. I've I've had the same experience, and I went. I started going to therapy because it was so hard for me. I was having panic attacks. You know, like it was because I didn't even know how I could spend the next hour of my life, let alone, let alone like, well, what was my future going to look like? You know, um, I just, I had complete anxiety. I was in a very deep depression and I would randomly just start hyperventilating, you know, couldn't breathe. I'd soak my shirt with tears. Like it was just, it was bad. (laughs) And so I got, uh, I got into a therapist and, you know, he said to me with the friend comment you made, he said, Danielle, you know, it's hard for people to see what you're going through. Because it shows how fragile life is. And you, who was like, you know, doing so well, graduated top of my class, top university, had a great job, all these things, right? And all of a sudden, that was just crumbled away. And they said, he said, you know, it's really hard for people to, to witness that they don't know how to interact or react with it. They don't know what to do or say. And so he said, don't take it personally. It's, it's their journey. And I went, okay, like that helped. And he did some. That, that is true. Is um, a lot of it is not that they want to hurt you. Is not that they want to ignore you. I don't know what to say because I don't hurt your feelings. I don't know how to help you. So then, because of them not wanting to know to know or learn how they can help you or how to talk to you and not walk, you know, feel they have to uh, walk on eggshells around you, then everything becomes distance. Yes. Because they're too afraid to ask, how can they do? Yeah. 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 And, then, and then they have to adjust their life, right? Because it used mm. to be convenient how you all used to hang out. Now, whoop, yeah. 
Hey, yeah, but say, yeah, the, 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 like I said, they're coming in, walking on eggshells. Uh, can I say, ask? Right. You'll know. You'll right. learn. But everybody's afraid to ask. And yeah, then again, the then the friendship gets distance. It does. Yeah. Yes. So it was, you know, it's so interesting, though. I think people come in and out of our lives at certain times. And I, I honestly, truly believe, I mean, I can look back at this accident now, 10 years forward, and I can say it happened for a very profound reason. And I'm very grateful that it happened because the the shift that it caused in me and the shift started about a year in. So that first year I was resisting. I was depressed. It was bad. And, you know, I was trying to find answers to my health solution or solutions to it. But, you know, the medical community basically said to me, um, there's nothing we can do with your type of injury. It just is going to clear up by itself. Give it time. And so I went searching for alternatives to say, how can I speed up the timeline? Right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I found some things, hyperbaric oxygen treatment. I did neurobiofeedback. I changed my diet. I supplemented with nutritional supplements. Like I did a lot of things. I did cranial sacral work. Um, but nothing was really getting me over the hump. I was, if I had been a 10 out of 10, a year later, I was an eight out of 10, you know, on scale of discomfort. And so it was a little better, but not significant. And at my one-year appointment with my neurologist, he said to me, Danielle, with your type of injury, your body's done the healing it will do. And he said, I need to tell you that uh, this is just your new normal and you need to shape your life around these symptoms and you need to move on. And I remember thinking to myself, and I don't know why I didn't verbalize it, but I just the thought within me was so clear, you're fired. I just thought there is no way. How can I have you as my doctor if you're going to tell me at the age of 24 that this is the best life it's going to get? Like there's yeah. no life to shape around it. And so something switched in me then. And I said, okay, I can't change this. Like I can't change the injury. I can't change that the accident happened. I can't change any of it, but I can change how I'm responding to it. And that's going to shift my world. And there's a simple equation. Like I said, I was a math teacher. So I always love equations, but it's like the external world plus your internal response to it equals your reality. And so I just started to say, okay, well, how can I interact and react to what's going on so that my reality shifts? And I started a gratitude journal, which I think is something a lot of people talk about doing. And I wonder if they ever actually do it consistently because I sat yes. down and said, I'm going to give it a year. <laughs> I will find one thing a day for a year. And I used to sit and stare at a blank piece of paper for a long time before I go to bed. Cause I could not figure out what I could be grateful for because I was still grasping to this old life, uh, not realizing what was in front of me. And then yes. finally, you know, things shifted. And I started to say, well, hang on a second. Like I saw a beautiful sunrise today. Like I had the most amazing strawberries in my salad today. You know, my friend called me today. I saw something funny that made me laugh today. Like there was things to be grateful for. And I started to shift and it, it rewired my brain to the point where like, I could not think about the negative things in my day or perceived negative things. All I could think about were all these things that were just wonderful that had happened throughout the day. And I was like, well, I could write a novel <laughs> about how grateful I am for my day today. Mm -hmm. you know? And so when that happened around the same time, my mom started um, giving me yoga nidra sessions. Yoga nidra just means yogic sleep. It's a guided meditation. And she said, Danielle, you just have to lay down in a dark room and listen to my guidance. And I thought, well, that is something I can do. <laughs> you know? um, so I, I would do that. The first time she did it, I fell asleep and I slept the whole night, which had not happened because with my injury, my brain was just always like alert. And so even though I was exhausted, every couple hours I would wake up. And so 
when that happened, I said, can you record that so I can listen to it, you know, again and throughout the day. So I'd listen to it. It stopped one of my migraines from getting full blown. I mean, it was just incredible to be able to have this. And as I started doing it, I didn't realize I was cultivating more shifts in my brain where all of a sudden my depression just was like, where'd that go? My anxiety, panic attacks wasn't happening. It was like, I all of a sudden had this, like was filled with peace and this joyful feeling. And it was like incredible. And it's almost like it snuck in, (laughs) but it just all of a sudden was just here. And the amazing thing was when I shifted internally, you know, my emotional state, how I was interacting and reacting with my injury and just saying, I will be patient. I'm going to stay open to what is unfolding in my life. You know, that was kind of the, the mantra, the intention I set. It allowed my parents to shift where they all of a sudden, like their stress level went down because they went, oh, she's going to be okay. You know, and, and it was like, I saw my external world responding to me and all of a sudden my reality was a lot nicer. And I was also finding things that I could do. Like I could read a book, you know, I could go on a walk outside. I could talk to my grandparents and sit in a dark room with them. They didn't mind. And so I was having this special time that I would not have gotten otherwise. And I'm so grateful I did get with them. And it's amazing because, James, I tapped into something that I didn't understand what I had tapped into until later, now that I've learned. But, it's you know, there's laws to this universe we live in. Like, we all know the law of gravity, but there's more laws. Like, the law of attraction. Everybody talks about it, but I don't think most people understand that that's secondary. The primary law is the law of vibration, meaning the vibrational state that you hold is going to be what you attract into your world. That's how it works. It's like we watch people that are like almost in a vortex of like just terrible things always happen to them. That's the law of vibration. That's where they're vibrating. And you watch things have the opposite, like people that always amazing things are happening. Why? It's where they're vibrating. That's it. It's your emotional state. And so for me, I, unbeknownst to me, unconsciously, you know, I shifted from a state of anger and fear and anxiety, which is a very low vibrational state, to one of joy and gratitude and love, which are your highest vibrations. And when I made that shift, all of a sudden, the answer to my health issues came in. And it's like, that's the secret for everybody. Like, if you can tap into this, life's yours. Uh, and it's amazing what, what the impact you can have on your external world and what gets drawn into you, but the people, the circumstances, the whatever that occur. This is amazing. Yeah, amazing that uh, taking this transformation, again, a lot of us, uh, and I don't know how long you took to, to start developing everything here. You hadn't say, uh, I know you said within a year, your doctor says you're at your new normal. Okay. But uh, for you to take full control of everything after that, but you know, too many of us, and I was guilty of us when I first had my injury and got paralyzed that, uh, first five years, poor pitiful me, why me? Oh, nobody understands. Oh. And then finally, you know, you got to wake up and decide. And not that I did that out loud because I would hide hide oh, my emotions face, know. <laughs> you know, to my family because I don't want them worrying about me. But right. at nighttime, I'm going, you know. Why me? Yeah, well, why did it, it could happen to somebody else. Why did it happen to, you know. But uh, finally, you know, once we, and I teach people, I tell people the ABCs, okay? A, once you accept the adversity, we don't have to love it. We don't have to like it. But once we accept it, uh, the sooner we can get on the course of healing, all right? And then B, we begin our battling, and that's finding a new new doctor, 
a new psychologist or psychiatrist, other people has been through and get ideas what they did to get through life. Okay, find organizations, all this stuff at the tip of our fingertips now on the right. internet. And then C, conquer our challenges, take everything we've learned. Now let's go full speed ahead and do the best we can. So, yeah, yeah so you, you're, you're on track. You're doing great. Yeah, well, it was amazing. You know, I, I just wrote a book called Mind Control. Um, it's all in your head. And I wrote it to share almost the exact thing that you just shared about how, like, what were the core principles that got me out of this, like to overcome what had happened? And for me, it was all in my head. It was the mindsets because I had to observe what was happening, you know, kind of st- pull back from it, separate myself from the emotional reaction and go, wait a second, Danielle, like you're more than this. You know, you are connected to the in- infinite. Um, you can you can decide how you want to show up with this. And I realized that, hey, I'm more than my thoughts. Hey, I have some power here. I have the control to decide how I want to interact and react to this. And when you do that, you take the power back. When you're in the victim mentality, which, right, everyone would say, oh, Danielle is a victim in her car accident, right? That's the space I held for a year for me. And then all of a sudden, it's like, no, like that's giving your power away. Because if you're a victim, it means that somebody else has power over you or some circumstance does. And you will be off center and you're never going to be able to go forward. And you that's have right. to take ownership. And it's not because you condone the behavior. It's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I'm in this situation. No, it just means now I accept that this is my reality, like you said. And now from a very strong point where I'm empowered, I can now move forward and I can take myself, as you said, through the battle, right? All right, how am I going to move and navigate through it? It's like there's new rules on your game of life. All right, how are you going to win the game? And the thing is, James, like, I don't know if you ever thought about this, but the game would be no fun if there weren't challenges. Like if, oh yes, <laughs> you know, like it's it's within the challenges and obstacles that we become stronger, that we become who we are, that we then get into like I think the purpose of why we're here, our soul's purpose, and the things we're supposed to like learn in this lifetime, and then the beacon of hope you can be for others. Like I. When I saw your podcast, I got so freaking excited because I went, he gets it. Like <laughs> this is right. it. And you're teaching, you're teaching life, you know, and you went through what you went through. So you're in a position to be able to teach others. And it's just, it's such a phenomenal thing when you get out on the other side, um, which can take time. This isn't an overnight thing. Like we're humans, we have emotional responses, but it's when you learn to not allow the emotions to just take you all over but you allow them to flow through realizing like you're like the sky and there might be a storm right now. There might be a freaking hurricane, (laughs) but there is a calmness behind it. That's you. That's the eternal you. That's not going anywhere. And just let the storm ride out, learn what you're going to learn through it, you know, allow it to help you grow and become more. That's, that's really what it's all about. I like these metaphors when you put it together, like the storm coming through and you're the calm, you're the center of the, hurricane you know the calm in the middle of all the stuff going around and uh, i tell people i say um you know when you look through that tunnel and see the light at the other end and you know it's not a freight train coming you know you've made it through okay (laughs) and and also i like to tell people one of my next book is going to be titled uh sometimes we have to walk through the fertilizer or walk through the crap to get to the roses yeah and so Hey, Brittany, uh, thank you for coming in. Say, hey, James. Hey, uh, Brittany, thank you. You can say hello to Danielle as well. Hey, Brittany. Good to meet you. Uh, all right. So, yep. uh, yeah, but, yeah I, I love little metaphors. Hey, I heard something er- earlier today. People talking about 
comparing each other, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I heard her just uh, one one today says a comparison is the is the thief of Me? joy. That's the first yeah. time I've heard that. Oh, um, I, lo- I say it all the time. Yeah, I, the first I, I heard <laughs> heard that today. I was going, wow, yeah. And to hear you've heard it for uh, 10 years now, over yeah. three months. So, yeah. However yeah. <laughs> old I am, I don't know. That's it. right. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we to, to figure out when we're back in control after something's happening or happened to us is... Some of it, I mean, I met people in wheelchairs. It seemed like they were all back in control after 30 days. They were going, all right, shoot, let's go. And then, you know, like for me, again, it took me five years to, not that I didn't do anything, but it's finally for the acceptance to move right. on, you know, because yeah. I went I went to like 18 different rehabs to find that cure to walk again. And finally it was time to move on. So, yeah, um, yeah you're, oh, you're doing, you're doing awesome after, uh, you know, one year and you're decided to, uh, take more control than what the doctor was offering. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, the emotional control I got still didn't change my physical issues. Like I was still sensitive to everything, having severe migraines. You know, I was, it was very difficult, but I was emotionally okay. But I'm telling you that shift in my vibration, right? Let's get into this part. So I attracted in the answer and it came through a phone call. Guys, you never know how the answer is going to show up. Like I was expecting, I was just going to wake up and be cured. (laughs) I mean, this is like, it's ridiculous thinking about it now, but you know, it, sometimes we got to take action. And so a, an acupuncturist that had known my mom, she had actually been a yoga nidra student of my mom's. And she called and said, I've started using this technology in my practice. And she said, every single client of mine is having results with it. All of them different. And my mom was like, what do you mean? And she said, well, it's going in and it's stimulating cellular repair. And she said, so each client, some of them, they're having digestive issues, some hormonal, some, you know, it's in their nervous system, some it's their skin, their lung, whatever. And she said, each one, when they drink it, it goes in, it stimulates the call for help, the signal so the body's own immune system can go in and repair the area. And she said, the results I'm seeing are phenomenal. And I can't help but think it would pass the blood brain barrier and help Danielle. Mm-hmm. And so my mom like jumped on it. I mean, she just was like, Danielle, this is it. This is what we've been waiting for. You know, her intuition was like on. It's so funny because I was resistant to it. And isn't it amazing? Sometimes the answers are in front of us. We're not ready to see it. It took me six months <laughs> to take this woman seriously because I'm a biologist. That's what my degree is in. And I, she didn't have the research. Like she didn't have the stuff I was trained to look for. Because it's a supplement. It was not a, it wasn't a mm-hmm. drug category. And, you know, I just, I couldn't believe that it was true. So finally, both my parents used it and had amazing results with their joints. My mom could not make a fist. She had such inflammation, bone on bone in her hand. Okay. She started using this full range of motion, came back in her hands. You could see that, you know, it was, the inflammation was down. Uh, my dad had a knee injury 30 years prior. Uh, always had to wear a brace. Lots oh. of injuries. One of them football injuries. There we go. It was football. Yeah. He played college football. Oh, it just whenever I hear someone going knee injury, because I keep thinking of Al Bundy and married children and knee injuries. And so, all right. You know it. You know it. That was my dad. And so, but my dad's always worked out. So he's always kept the muscles like above and below strong. So his knee's been okay. And uh, my dad, 10 days into using this stuff, 
all of a sudden he's like, I'm not having to wear my brace. Like my knee feels good. I'm have more energy in my workouts. I'm doing more running further, rowing faster. Like I'm not sore. And he's like, what is this stuff? So he dove into the research. There was some research and it was on athletes and, and, and other structure function studies showing the impact that it was having. And my dad's like, yeah, I'm feeling exactly what their results are showing. And so he said to me, Danielle, this stuff cannot hurt you and it might help you. Why don't you just drink it for six months and see what happens? And I thought, well. And about that time you rolled your eyes and said, all right, if I have to. what I did. I said, if you want to waste your money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so anyway, I start this and it's, it's called a CEO redox. All right. So redox are what these molecules are, reductants and oxidants. I start drinking it. Nothing really happens until the third month. And in the third month, all of a sudden, it was like the lights came back on. I kid you not. It was like I could think clearly again, like the fog I had been in for two years or two years out from my mm-hmm. accident point lifted. I had the clarity of mind again. I had energy. I had focus. And the pounding stopped. It had been relentless for two years. It stopped. It has never come back. And I remember I was going to a cognitive therapist, and I was, I was in group therapy with her and, and private um, therapy. And she said, Danielle, I've worked with this type of injury for 30 years, and I've never seen somebody have such a rapid recovery so far out from their initial trauma. She said, with your type of injury, that just does not happen. And I'll never forget, she looked me dead in the eye, and she said, what the hell is that stuff you started drinking? There you go. (laughs) I had a laugh because I said, I don't know. I thought it was salt water. I said, I don't understand what this stuff is. And uh, she said, we've got to learn because everybody in my group needs to know about it. And uh, we got to see what this stuff really is. And so she was this catalyst for me. And, you know, looking back, right, we can connect the dots backwards. But she was this catalyst because of her curiosity and just absolute like this should not have happened. How is this possible? We both got on the phone with a member of the medical board of this company and the end of that phone call, I just, I went crazy. It was like all the light bulbs were going off in my mind because what this doctor said was that he wasn't surprised by my recovery, which like blew my, you know, my mm-hmm. uh, speech pathologist out of the water. And she, she said, uh, she, you know, she said, well, I've never seen anything like this. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how much did, was she drinking and how long did it take? You know, like he was expecting it to happen. And I thought, what does this guy know? You know, and what else has he seen? And he goes on to share, like, there's not a challenge. We haven't seen this touch. This goes in and it's, it uses the body's innate signaling system and it just increases it. Like you had more of these molecules when you were little. And after puberty, you started making less. Not that I was old when I had my accident, but there mm-hmm. was so much damage. It's like having one bar of service. You know, when you got one bar of service on the cell phone, like your phone doesn't do what you want it to do. Uh, you get full signal back. All of a sudden now everything's functioning. The cells are talking. The body can do what it's, you know, innately meant to do. And it just made sense to me because I went, okay, well, all we are are cells, right? We're just trillions of cells. And so if you can help each individual cell repair, do what it's designed to do, like have the genes expression that are supposed to have the antioxidants turned on, like it just makes sense that that's going to ripple up to whatever tissue organ system of the body. And so I, um, I just said, you know what, this all happened for a reason. And here I am in a position where I've got a biology degree. I used to be a teacher. I've watched this technology shift and change my life. I'm in a position to share this with the world. And I just, again, it was an internal decision, right? The external world was telling me I was crazy. My friends were like, what do you mean you're going to do that? (laughs) You know, you need to go get a job again now that you're getting healthy. And I was like, "Mm -mm." I aligned myself with this company and I said, I'm meant to share this with the world. And I just, I started, I went out into my community. 
I eventually ended up on social media after like four years and it has just been phenomenal, the reach. And it's been seven years now uh, that I've been sharing this. I have watched thousands of people have an impact with this. And it's like, it is incredible. Just why, why I love your podcast and all you've gone through. And not like you're in this position to be this beacon for people. And it's amazing when you can use what you go through to grow. It's like the antidote was in the obstacle for me, right? I had to go through that to position me to be doing what I'm doing now and be able to help the number of people I've gotten to help. Yeah, it's sad that sometimes once we finally get through and accept, like I said, then we can sit back and go, you know, it really did turn out to be good for me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know I, I don't want to be paralyzed in a wheelchair, but I'm thinking, who knows, early in my life, I may be living underneath the river bridge looking right. for my next home, uh, meal because I'm homeless. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I can sit back and go, you know, I don't love what happened, but the outcome of what's come along, I can live with that. Yeah. I've done things that I didn't think I'd ever do. And uh, like you said, trying to help other people, uh, you know, I was probably so greedy and egotistical back then, you know, that I didn't, I wouldn't have done anything to help anybody probably, you know, who knows? Uh, but again, the place, the place that we're on now, you know, we can, we can say it, it was okay. I just regret my family had to go through all of it with me. Right. So, but yeah, oh, well, this is amazing. Danielle, you're amazing. Oh, thanks James. Back so, at you. So well, I wish I was uh, wish I was half as good as you are. So uh, I couldn't stand to be the whole the whole thing. So, <laughs> but just half would be good for me. So, all right, Danielle, this has uh, been uh, I enjoyed your story. Uh, I really enjoy your your demeanor with your happiness and your joy. And you did mention that you're happy and go lucky and everything earlier. Is that Danielle before or after the accident? Were you like this growing up and people were going? all right, get away from me, cheerful person. You're wearing me out. Uh, or were you someone that kind of changed after this? Uh, I'll say that after my accident, it's opened up more and more, that side of me. And I'll also say that uh, drinking the redox molecules, I still stay on them. Not because like if I stop, my, my injuries come back, but because what I found is they are helping my system like stay at its optimum. And I swear, it's like the, the mood that I'm in. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. you know, stuff just falls off away from me, you know, and I just, I hold this space of, yeah, of, of joy. And I'm like, I'm so excited for life. Like tomorrow's not guaranteed. It's just not. And when you realize that on the level that like, I imagine you do and I do because we've been through things that changed everything like that, you live differently. <laughs> you know, you can't help, but just be happy for what is and all that's unfolding. You know, it's just, I'm in a totally different space now. And I would say uh, spiritually too, like there's been so much that's gotten woken up within me and made me realize all the levels of the reasons that I'm here and what I meant to do. And so, uh, yeah, I'd say I was always a happy kid. My my mom always said I was like a little ball of light since I was little. There you go. (laughs) Um, But you know, there's more and more of that has been able to come out into the world. I would say since my, well, I appreciate uh, you coming on and you and I's path have crossed right here. And uh, you have brightened my day. And uh, Brittany, where's AJ? Tell AJ, hey. So I know Brittany. She lives down the road from me. Oh, so, nice. Uh, Brittany, AJ, hey. Okay, so um, uh, I'm going to get Brittany and AJ on my show one day. 
So uh, right. let them tell their story. All right. So, uh, all right, Danielle. So I uh, appreciate everything. Hey, take a minute here. Let's uh, go through your social media website. Any Anything you got going on, let other people, uh, you know, how to get a hold of you. Absolutely. Uh, social media, Instagram is just my name, Danielle Matthews. There's an underscore on either end, though, because apparently there's other Danielles out there. So apparently, <laughs> got to have an underscore on either side. And uh, you can link into my Facebook, everything else through there. And if you're interested in my book, the link uh, for free uh, to download is on my Instagram profile. And guys, honestly, if, if you have something going on health wise and something resonated with you with what I shared, I'd also love to, to teach you about Redox, how it can potentially support you. And if you'd like to have a consult uh, with that, you can just go to Danielle, again, just my name, dot team, ASEA, ASEA is just A-S-E-A dot com. And let's have a conversation. I'd say, don't go to Google. Don't go searching on your own. Let me guide you and show you all the things I found and, um, you know, what I've seen support people over the last seven years. There we go. And I'll get these links put in the show notes for people to make it a little easier for them to catch up with you. So, all right. So this has been amazing. I love when I get uh, all my podcast people are like this. I have to say that, right? So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, that damn man, I get fired up. I tell them if nobody ever listens to anything, at least I know you got something for me that I, that I can grab hold of and everything to help out everybody with. All right. So, all right, Danielle, let's uh, wrap it up here. Now, you know, there's people hurting and struggling today. And if you can leave us with a positive message to help get through today, that'd be awesome. Well, I'd say this that a simple equation. I'll leave this with you. Uh, the external world plus your internal response to it, that is going to be your reality. And so if you currently don't like what's showing up in your external world, think about what you can shift and change. I always ask the question, what is this challenge making possible? And that seems to open up uh, different ways of looking at the situation. And again, you take the power back, you get to decide internally how you're going to interact and react to it. And that ultimately is going to shape the reality that you live in. If you're afraid to change, then don't whine and cry about what's going on with you. So. All right. Okay. Well, thank you, Danielle. Appreciate it. Anybody else, be sure to share us out with someone you know that can use a bit of information here, some encouragement on how she got through her circumstance. And uh, boy, you've been a blessing for me again for here. And remember, 100 years from now, they say all this stuff's going to be on the internet forever now. So 100 years from now, somebody's going to get up there and, 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 and learn from you as well. So, there you go. Creating a legacy. I love it. There we go. All right, Danielle. Hey, uh, Brittany, thank you for coming in. Tell AJ I said, see y'all on the flip side. And <laughs> so to everyone else, hey, do something today, tomorrow, something next week that's going to help you persevere past your paralysis. Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. For motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at ProfessorofPerseverance.com and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.